I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Behind-the-scenes experience in Washington and around the world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on the extended version of Inside Sources today. We will be with you all the way until 3 o'clock when we'll pass the baton to Grant Nielsen, who's sitting in for Jeff Kaplan, who will get you safely home on a Friday. Yes, it is Friday. It's good. Uh, we are broadcasting live today from Representative Chris Stewart's fifth annual security conference. Some really fascinating discussions here. We've been covering it uh, all day long today. Uh, we had uh, Principal Deputy Director of National Intelligence, Susan Gordon, uh, who shared just some amazing and slightly scary information about what's happening in the intelligence community. We'll be joined at the top of the 2 o'clock hour by uh, Representative Kevin McCarthy, the minority leader uh, for the Republicans in the House of Representatives. Uh, he will join uh, Representative Chris Stewart uh, right here live, and we're actually broadcasting from the bride's room at the Joseph Smith Memorial Building. I think that may be a first for KSL. Uh, and there may be a wedding here later in the day. I think maybe I should stick around and do an interview with the bride uh, to see. That would be compelling radio, I'm sure. Uh, but speaking of drama, <laughs> let's go back to uh, the uh, Democratic debate this week. And if you would have told me on Monday that I would watch four hours of debates with 20 very staunch Democratic candidates on CNN and that the person who would be attacked most would not be President Trump, but would be President Barack Obama, uh, I would have told you you were absolutely crazy. And yet that is exactly what took place over two nights, uh, primarily the second night. It was really stunning to me that these Democrats... Uh, have a really short memory, uh, or are really positioning themselves to try to win a Democratic primary that seems to be uh, tilting heavily to the left in terms of the base of the party. And uh, what that means uh, is is really fascinating to me. So let's, let's do a quick uh, breakdown in terms of what took place and some of the shots that were fired uh, at President Barack Obama and his legacy by his fellow Democrats. First, let's listen to what uh, Mayor de Blasio from New York had to say. Mr. Vice President, you want to be President of the United States. You need to be able to answer the tough questions. I guarantee you, if you're debating Donald Trump, he's not going to let you off the hook. So did you say those deportations were a good idea? Or did you go to the president and say, this is a mistake, we shouldn't do it? Which one? I was Vice President. I am not the president. I keep my recommendation in private. So there he was uh, attacking the deportation policy of President Barack Obama. And, of course, he was using that as a way to attack uh, the former Vice President Joe Biden, uh, saying, Mr. Biden, did you tell the president, did you tell President Obama that was a bad idea, that that was a horrible policy? Uh, so went right at, uh, at President Obama in terms of his deportation policy. 
and even there was a mention that uh, President Obama was the deporter in chief uh, during his administration. And again, that's uh, those are those are things that get uh, a little fuzzy as time goes on. There were a lot of deportations uh, during the Obama administration that a lot of people forget about. Uh, but the Democrats are the ones that remembered them on uh, Wednesday and Thursday night, or excuse me, Tuesday and Wednesday night this week. And so that was an interesting attack line from uh, the mayor of New York, uh, de Blasio. May have been his last appearance on a debate stage, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, but he was not the only one. Uh, standing right next to uh, Joe Biden was Senator Cory Booker, who had a few things to say while the vice, former Vice President Joe Biden likes to invoke President Obama's name, uh, it's not always convenient. Here's what Senator Booker said. Mr. Vice President, you can't have it both ways. You invoke uh, President Obama more than anybody in this campaign. You can't do it when it's convenient and then dodge it when it's not. All right, so that's Cory Booker uh, to a big applause line, which was interesting, saying, hey, Mr. Vice President, you can't have it both ways. You can't, uh, you know, bask in the glory of those that love uh, the former president, uh, who, by the way, has a 90 or 94 percent approval rating among Democrats. Uh, so the fact that they spent uh, the entire evening of the debate really bashing the Obama legacy is just stunning to me. Uh, it almost seems like political malpractice that anyone would let their candidate go after a former president who has a 90 percent approval rating among the very people you need to get to vote for you to win the primary. Uh, one of those most surprised by all of the attacks, of course, was the former vice president, Joe Biden. This is what he said this morning. I must tell you, I was a little surprised at how much their incoming was uh, about Barack, uh, about the president. I mean, uh, I, uh, I, I'm proud of having served with him. I'm proud of the job he did. Uh, I don't think there's anything he has to apologize for. Okay, so that's the uh, former uh, vice president uh, saying, hey, you know, I, I was surprised. <laughs> I was surprised at all the incoming, uh, all the shots that were being taken uh, at the former president there. Uh, one other person who I think was surprised but who was pleased <laughs> with the attacks is the current occupant of the White, White House, Donald Trump. This is what he said. But I was watching the so-called debate last night. And I also watched the night before, that was long, long television. And the Democrats spent more time attacking Barack Obama than they did attacking me, practically. So President Trump uh, at a campaign rally in Cincinnati, Ohio, very important state uh, for his reelect uh, or for the Democrats if they're going to take the White House. Uh, so he's at a rally there, and he was amazed at how much time they spent attacking Barack Obama, uh, even saying that they, he was amazed that the Democrats would spend more time attacking the former president than they would him and his record. Uh, and so, again, it's a fascinating thing to, to look at. I want to give you one more piece of sound, a little perspective here. Uh, 24, 48 hours after the debates, uh, Cory Booker uh, tried to put everything back in perspective. I don't know if he got the genie back in the bottle quite. Uh, for the Democrats, uh, because I think everyone sort of woke up uh, yesterday morning after the two nights of debate and said, uh-oh, what did, what did we just do? This is what Cory Booker said. 
he is our statesman. And, and uh, anybody that was an executive, I, too, was an executive for two terms of a city. He ain't perfect. Nobody's ever pulled that off. And I'm sure Barack Obama was sitting here, and I hope he's sleeping this morning. Uh, he would tell you I made some mistakes. And to not point them out uh, to me is, you know, Donald Trump is a guy that my Republican colleagues can't even criticize when he's preaching racism. We are having an honest conversation about an administration that was incredible. I would take him back. Heck, if he was running for president for a third term, I wouldn't be running. The reality is we have a situation right now where we have a president that is doing things to this country that are perverting our very values and ideals and talking about what our plans would be different than the previous president, different than the current president is not a bad thing. All right. That's uh, Senator Cory Booker, uh, who has really he really found his stride on Wednesday night. Uh, he's gotten into that happy warrior space, which is where Cory Booker is always at his best. Um, but again, step back. I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican. I don't care if you love the president, hate the president, love the former president, love the current president. Uh, doesn't matter. Political strategy. Uh, this was the art of the pivot. So he backed up. He recognized that what happened on stage was not smart and not helpful. And so he backed up. He called the former president a statesman. He's our statesman. Nobody's perfect. He took it on himself. He said, I was in office uh, as a mayor for two terms. I made mistakes. And then he pivoted immediately, went to the president, talked about how the Republicans in the House and the Senate won't criticize the president, even when he's saying things that may be racist or may be dividing the country. Uh, and so he made that pivot. So that's a that is a really classic move uh, by someone who knows how to communicate in a significant way. So uh, I think Cory Booker got it right to backpedal a little bit and say, wait a minute, we, we got it wrong. We should not be uh, attacking the former president, but then also acknowledging, hey, he's not perfect and we all need to be criticized, including me. He took it on himself. He made mistakes and then he pivoted and said, how come the Republicans aren't criticizing their president? Uh, and that's an interesting test. So anyway, really fascinating political theater going on there. Uh, if you're just joining us today, we're broadcasting live from Congressman Chris Stewart's fifth annual uh, security conference here in downtown Salt Lake City and some really great conversations. We will be joined at the, the uh, start of the 2 o'clock hour by both uh, the minority leader, Representative Kevin McCarthy, and also uh, Utah's Congressman Chris Stewart to have that conversation. We're going to go ahead and step step aside. When we come back... We're going to be joined by Amanda Bennett. She is the director of Voice of America. They play a very fascinating role in communicating the principles of freedom and democracy around the world. Stay with us. This is Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.